the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A sheriff's deputy was killed. Four others were wounded Sunday in a shooting in suburban Denver. Two civilians were also injured. The shooting happened after deputies were called to the scene of a domestic disturbance in Highlands Ranch. The Douglas County Sheriff's Office said on Twitter... The suspected gunman was also shot and is believed to be dead and no longer a threat. Virginians will find out who won an important House of Delegates race this week. The Virginia Board of Elections will pick a winner in the Newport News-based 94th District this coming Thursday unless a recount court decides to intervene. Initially, it appeared Republican incumbent David Yancey had won by 10 votes, but a recount put Democrat Shelley Simons ahead by a single vote. A three-judge recount court later declared the race a tie. Republicans are trying to hold on to a majority in the House after a bruising election in which Democrats erased the 66-34 advantage held by the GOP. This is SRN News. It's a new year and time for a fresh start. And we all know some folks did not have a great 2017. From Hollywood to Capitol Hill and everywhere in between, we've seen countless charges of sexual misconduct and harassment. Our resolution is to give you a fair, honest look at the day's events with analysis from some of the smartest hosts on the radio. And then do it all again the next day. That's our resolution to you. Happy New Year. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the second half of the best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's Brad Carlson, The Closer, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, right here on AM1280, The Patriots. So don't go anywhere. Before we get to that, quick weather update for you. A high of negative 5 degrees today. A low of negative 14 as 2017 turns into 2018. A high of 2 for New Year's Day. And a high of all the way to 14 degrees for Tuesday. Stay tuned. It's Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on AM1280, The Patriots. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning into the broadcast today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via text message. That number is 651-243-0390. And you can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Brandon, I don't know if you know this, but you and I worked the first live broadcast of 2017, January 1st, 2017. It was a Sunday. The very first live broadcast on these airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot, 
So we're kind of the bookends because this is the last live broadcast of 2017. There's not going to be any live broadcasts after this show. No one's going to be coming in this studio and doing a live broadcast for, for the remaining, I guess it would be nine hours of 2017. So we're the bookends. We're the bookends for the Patriot. That's not nothing, right? I mean, that's uh, if, I, if I accomplish nothing else, I could say it was the bookends for 2017. So I, I'm putting it as a feather in my cap. Brandon doesn't seem all that impressed, but that's okay. So, <laughs> but it's all perfectly good. But, uh, yeah, so uh, excited to be have been with you uh, this year, 2017. And uh, I'm not going to look too much forward to 2018 because <laughs> there's going to be a lot to talk about. And we'll definitely talk about it in due time. Uh, but... 2018 is going to be a crazy year in the political landscape, particularly in Minnesota, when you have uh, the governor's races up, all the constitutional offices like Secretary of State, Attorney General, and State Auditor, all 134 Minnesota House seats, and of course all eight U.S. House seats, and both U.S. Senate seats, because of course Al Franken's seat, they're going to have a special election to fill out the remaining two years of his term now that he has officially resigned uh, his post in the Senate, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But what I want to do, and I mentioned this at bradcarlson.org, is look back at 2017 in the motif of the year of Trump. Not because Trump was the, uh, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say he wasn't the most noteworthy. He was the most noteworthy because, well, obviously any president is going to be in, in the news on, the, on a daily basis. They're always going to be doing something newsworthy. But Trump is especially newsworthy in that he is different from any president we've ever had. I think that's a pretty safe uh, statement to make in that he will regularly engage on Twitter, his favorite medium, to what he says, combat fake news. If there's a news story that he disagrees with, he'll say it's fake news and he may offer up a clarification. He may not. And I've said on the show many a times when he's called something fake news, it's often because he doesn't like what's being reported. And in a sense, he says, well, it's fake news, and he just dismisses it. But then some of these news shows will come out and say, well, no, Mr. President, here's what we reported, and here are the facts. Here here we're showing our work. Now, there are times where the media does get a little overzealous, and they'll report certain video footage or whatnot of the president's context, and they'll get a story wrong, and they'll have to issue a retraction, a clarification, whatever, and then they just feed into the uh, media sucks narrative. And that's on the media. They're hoist of their own petard there, and I don't really feel sorry for them because the media people within the media overwhelmingly lean left, which is fine, but if it bleeds into your reporting, that's going to be an issue because we should demand a fair press an impartial press. You can have your own personal viewpoints, but they need to be kept separate from your job, and the media isn't, a, isn't good at doing that. So my, I, I bring all this up to say that we're kind of going to kind of look at a year in review, the last few segments of the Trump presidency, and also how it permeated different aspects of the American landscape. Obviously, the political scene, which, of course, he's the executive. He's, he's part of the executive branch of our federal government, so that would make sense that he'd have an impact in the political scene, but also how his presence has affected the media, sports, and pop culture, and how people are just absolutely losing their minds over Trump being president. I mean, I find myself nearly every day saying, my God, calm down, people. Calm down. Because if you feel that your life is over, it's ruined, and that you're 
to have hope in your life is predicated upon who is president of the United States, I'm just going to say it up front, you're living your life incorrectly. I'll just tell you that right now. No president, I don't care who the president is, is the source of happiness and hope in your life. It comes from a totally different source. And that's another that's another a whole other show entirely, which eh, one of these days I may do. But I at least want to address some of the big stories here in the local scene here in Minnesota politics. And obviously the year started, uh, the, the legislative session got going, I think around late January, February time frame, where the Republicans had control of the Minnesota legislature for the first time since the 2012 legislative session. And the 2012 legislative session was not a good session for Republicans because a Viking stadium ended up passing. Now, I love the Vikings. I'm a big Vikings fan. You know that. But I'm not uh, interested, and I'm totally opposed, as a matter of fact, to taxpayer-subsidized stadiums. I just am. And the Republicans ended up passing that, and they ended up trying to put uh, a same-sex uh, marriage ban amendment on the ballot for tw- voters in 2012 that got shot down as well as a voter ID amendment and Republicans also lost the majority in the Minnesota House and the Minnesota Senate in the 2012 election so that was not a memorable year for Republicans when they had control of the legislature this time they had control of the legislature Governor Dayton a Democrat was still the governor and so they were going to have to uh, obviously work together on uh, another biennium budget, which they have not been able to work together very effectively. You remember that a very valuable bonding bill was put forth in the 2016 session that would fund some very needed transportation repairs. Trans- it was tra- it was going to put forth some very needed transportation funding, and uh, the governor ended up uh, uh, letting it fall by the wayside because the Republicans refused to include any money for Southwest Light Rail, and that was the bone of contention there. Well, the one good, one of the good things, undeniably, bipartisan pieces of legislation that came out of the legislative session this past year was Sunday liquor sales officially passed. That is undeniably a good thing, specifically because today is New Year's Eve, and it's a Sunday. So you could actually go to a liquor store and stock up for your New Year's Eve party tonight. <laughs> so uh, in the event you didn't plan ahead, and that was one of the things the uh, these uh, self-righteous ninnies who didn't feel like they wanted to change the law and still keep uh, the archaic law of no no booze on Sundays, like, well, you need to plan better. You, you just need to plan better. And it's like, well, that's not how fr- that's not how free markets work. That's not how commerce works. You're telling someone who owns a business when they can can and cannot. Do- conduct commerce. It's not how it works. And finally, after, oh gosh, I'd say three or four sessions, three or four years where it kept getting shot down, Sunday liquor sales finally passed. So on Sunday, July 2nd, 2017, was the first time you could buy liquor on Sundays in the state of Minnesota. And after the show that day, I did go to my uh, uh, city of Ramsey's local liquor store, you know, up where I live, and purchase some liquor. And that is literally the last time I've been in a liquor store on Sunday, I believe. So for me, it didn't affect my life one way or another, but it was the principle of the thing. You should not be able to tell business owners, private business owners, how they conduct, can conduct or when they can conduct commerce, legal commerce. So that was one undeniable bipartisan aspect of the session. But the big story of this last le- legislative session was, of course, uh, our perpetually petulant governor, as I like to call him, 
uh, decided that he was going uh, to uh, he was going to sign off on the or he did sign off on the forty six billion dollar budget passed by the legislature. Uh, but the tax relief bill, well, that was a little more complicated. I'll read from a story from this past May. Uh, Governor Dayton said he would allow the tax relief package to come become law without a signature. Um, I don't think that's how it works. I, I think if you don't sign it, it be, essentially becomes a pocket veto, I believe. But anyways, semantics. Uh, but Governor Dayton chastised Republican lawmakers for adding what he called a poison pill provision to the bill that would have eliminated all Minnesota Department of Revenue funding if it were killed, a move the governor described as a reprehensible sneak attack. In response, Dayton used his power to eliminate spending for the House and Senate. The gravity of that move wasn't immediately clear, but if it's certain to trigger a confrontation with GOP legislative leaders. When asked about slashing legislative funding, Dayton told reporters, well, they can come back and get it restored. We'll find out how much money they have stashed away in reserve accounts. So I found that uh, particular story interesting. Dayton used his power. So you're telling me that you can remove the funding, the operating budget of a co-equal branch of government? And, of course, a lawsuit ensued, and a lower court agreed with the Republicans bringing a lawsuit saying, hey, Governor Dayton can't remove funding from a co-equal branch of government. Can't happen. Well, then, of course, Governor Dayton appealed that ruling to the Minnesota Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ended up overturning the lower court decision and siding with the governor. Well, let me back up. Initially, they did they did kind of side with the governor, but they said, we need you to resolve this on your own, see if you can come to some sort of an agreement. Well, of course, Dayton stormed out of a meeting with uh, Republican legislative leaders because that's just how he is when he doesn't get his way. Uh, he uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy stomps his foot and and leaves the conference room. That's just how he is. And so there was no agreement there. Then the Supreme Court ended up upholding it. And here was the thing I found it interesting about this. And again, I can't emphasize enough that I'm no legal beagle, but the the court decided, and by the way, it was a five-to-one decision, and the five justices that upheld the decision, upheld Governor Dayton's position, uh, were five justices appointed by Governor Dayton. Uh, Justice Strauss who was a more conservative justice, he recused himself from this case, so there was only one dissenting judge. And the, and the, and the, and the case they made is like, well, we're going to exercise judicial restraint by not ruling on whether Governor Dayton used coercive tactics. So you're telling me that the governor, whose very statement was to the legislature, his exact quote was, well, they can come back and get their funding restored. I guess we'll find out mu- how much money they have stashed away in their reserve accounts. So he's basically saying, yeah, if you want to come back to the negotiating table and and get some of these uh, poison pill provisions that I call taken out of this tax bill, great, and then I'll restore your funding. That seems to me to be classic coercion. But yet the the court's like, well, we're not going to rule on that. We're going to show judicial restraint. How how can you not possibly rule on something like that when this affects co-equal branches of government? And what a horrible precedent this is going to set. So... For the leftist, uh, for for the leftists out there, you're going to be totally cool if, say, a governor Matt Dean, if he faces an all DFL legislature, goes ahead and does the same thing and and holds a a a, a budget or, or a different bill hostage until he really gets what he wanted. It. You're going to be cool with that. That's going to be okay. All right. All right. Rhetorical question, of course. This is such a again, I'm no legal beagle, but to me, this from a common sense standpoint, this sends a very dangerous. 
uh, precedent. And like I said, the governor with a few weeks ago indicated that he was willing to restore the funding um, and let bygones be bygones. But coming up in the 2018 session, there's going to be a list of things that he's going to want. So still sounds like a quid pro quo here, which isn't necessarily how it works. But uh, uh, again, uh, the the court rulings have been exhausted. I don't know really where they go from here. But that, to me, that was the big story here on the local scene, particularly up at uh, the uh, St. Paul, city of St. Paul, uh, the state capital. So we come back, we'll get into more of how Trump has affected the American landscape right here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, kind of a 2017 year in review. And uh, we're here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488, or just use hashtag NARN. If you can uh, think of any uh, big stories that you'd like for me to convey, we'll do it right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. What would an event be like without beautiful floral arrangements, a wedding with no bouquets, a catered dinner with no decor? Tony's Flower Shop refuses to let your event be anything less than stunning. Tony's has been in business in Anoka for over 60 years. Those years have fostered a long-held tradition of creating personalized designs made perfect for you, whether it's a corporate event, funeral, wedding, or other special occasion. Tony's Flower Shop will help make it shine. Visit them in Anoka today or at Tony'sFlowers.net. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-919-2348. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-2348. Again, that's 1-800-919-2348. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. 
The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for always tuning in. Again, check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we're here to take your phone calls. Call in number 651-289-4488. And you can also text, message, comments, or questions, 651-243-0390. Or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N, for any comments, questions, insights. Hey, what was your most memorable story of 2017, the political landscape? That's what we're talking about here, how President Donald Trump, the first full year he is president, well, technically 344 days, because obviously the first 20 days of 2017, he was not president. But, uh, whew, boy, I, I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's been quite a year, and having a one-hour political talk show, there's never enough time to talk about all the news that happens week in and week out, which is a good problem to have. You always want to leave too much than to be uh, struggling to, to find things. Which I don't think that would be a problem in this show. We like so many different topics that I think we could come up with other things if there were no political news. But that has not been an issue, uh, to be sure. Uh, the thing I noticed about the Trump presidency, of course, he was inaugurated on Friday, January 20th. And the next day they had this huge uh, women's march in all the major cities around the country. I think New York, L.A., Chicago. I believe there was one taking place in Seattle, maybe. And, of course, they were like, oh, my God, the the, the uh, revolution, the resistance uh, has, has started already. Look at all these hundreds of thousands of women out there in the streets protesting, shouting resistance. Uh, and they even wore crocheted hats of women's nether regions atop their head, all that sort of thing. And I remember talking about that on the show the next day. And I'm like, what exactly are they protesting? I mean, Trump was rightly elected. What were they protesting? Were they concerned that he was going to... They, the, and what I had heard was they were concerned that he was going to take away reproductive rights or or women were not going to get paid the same uh, amount of money as men. You know, the old uh, gender pay gap. And by the way, one of the bigger gender pay gaps was uh, between men and women working in the Obama administration. <laughs> Funny how that uh, was not brought up a whole lot from uh, 2009 to 2000, early 2017. <clears throat> I digress. But also what I noticed uh, is that leftists gained either a new appreciation for or learned about for the first time the principles of separation of powers. Because all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, Trump just can't unilaterally come in and, and do this, that, and everything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But 
Funny how uh, the appreciation, the demand for separation of powers when Barack Obama was doing executive orders on such issues as immigration and gun control. Funny how that wasn't really shouted from the hills as much. So for all the lefties that suddenly embrace separation of powers, three co-equal branches of the federal government, I just shouted, welcome to the cause. Where have you been the last eight years? We've missed you. We could have used you. And another thing that I noticed about the uh, Trump presidency is people have also rediscovered the the concept of free association, except when it comes to Christian bakers. (coughs) Boy, all these digressions. I got a standpoint here. Because there was a, I remember a cafe in Hawaii who put a sign up, say, hey, if you voted for Trump, you aren't welcome here. We don't want you to dine here. No, or several different establishments that if you voted for Trump, they didn't want you around. Okay. Ellen DeGeneres, one of the left's uh, favorite stars, you know, out there ta- uh, on her uh, talk show. I've never watched Ellen DeGeneres talk show. She's an okay comedian, I guess. She has, she has some funny moments, but I don't understand the reverence for Ellen DeGeneres, but whatever. She said she was never going to have Trump on her talk show. And suddenly this was a big news story. I'm like, isn't freedom of association a wonderful thing? That the government cannot force you into a relationship which you don't want to be in? Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? And the lefties have suddenly discovered this. They weren't so keen on it when, uh, when the gentleman who owned Masterpiece Bakery Shop in Colorado didn't want to use his artistic talents for a ceremony, i.e. a gay wedding, which he doesn't believe in. Just like he doesn't want to use his artistic talents for a Halloween party because he doesn't believe in witchcraft or because he doesn't want to use his artistic talents for a bachelor party because he doesn't believe in that kind of lecherous behavior. They, they weren't so, they didn't seem to be uh, touting freedom of association so much back then, but now that Trump is presidency, it's it's magically discovered. So why we why did we even bother to go through Supreme Court case? Couldn't lefties say, uh, gives these backsies, we, we, we believe in freedom of association now. But what it also really spawned, uh, I, you could, I, I guess you could say that uh, leftists started to revise history. All of a sudden, they were using the words of George W. Bush and Mitt Romney, who were critical of Trump or maybe made comments that would seem critical of Trump's policies. All of a sudden, these leftists who vilified George W. Bush said the most god-awful, hateful things about George W. Bush. Called him. Uh, there was one website called smirkingchimp.com because they said George W. Bush looked like a smirking chimp. There were constantly anti-war protests, which had George Bush with a Hitler mustache on him. The vile, disgusting things he said about President George W. Bush. Mitt Romney, same thing when he was running for president against Barack Obama in 2012 because he dared go against the Obama messiah. All of a sudden, Mitt Romney, during his business career, he uh, his uh, some of his corporate decisions led to a guy's wife getting cancer, right? Or Mitt Romney was going to uh, you know he was just this big he was this rich guy with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was going to give all these sor- these uh, subsidies to his uh, corporate business partners. But when George W. Bush talked about an immigration system, you know they they asked George W. Bush about Trump's stance on his travel ban, you know denying entrance into the country. Uh, of refugees from specific countries. And George Bush says, I believe we should have an open and a fair immigration system. And they oh, look at that. Even George W. Bush is taking a swipe at Trump. All of a sudden, there was a strange new respect for George W. Bush. Mitt Romney, when Mitt Romney called for the president to condemn full stop 
the neo-Nazis who held that rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, you know, because President Trump came out and condemned both sides, but it was the neo-Nazis in Charlottesville who put that rally together. And again, that's within their First Amendment rights to do so. And President Trump would have been okay to acknowledge that, but he also should have said, you know what? Your viewpoints have no place in this society. And if you support me, I appreciate your support, but you know what? I don't support your cause. I don't support your ideology. And again, you're free to to share it all you want, but we're also free to point it out that it's wrong and it has no place in this society. President Trump chose not to do that, and Mitt Romney indicated as much, hey, President Trump, you you should have condemned these people, full stop. All of a sudden, Mitt Romney is lauded, and, and, and there's strange new respect for Mitt Romney. And yet these leftists seem to, ha- seem to have amnesia. But you know what? I don't. I wrote about all this stuff. A ye- one year, one full year after Mitt Romney was beaten by Barack Obama in the 2012 elections, their st- leftist media was still taking shots at Mitt Romney. There was a photograph of Mitt Romney and his family. I, I believe he has five boys, and they're... Each of their five boys are married and have a bunch of kids themselves. And one of the boys and his wife adopted a a, a little black baby. I forget where the the little fellow was from. And some people on MSNBC were mocking that Christmas card photo, saying, basically talking about how that little baby was a token among all of Mitt Romney's families. Disgusting things like that. He lost to the president. President Obama the year before, yet they were still taking shots at him. But yet when it's convenient, they're willing to shout his words from the hills if he criticizes President Trump. So how President Trump affected the uh, media landscape and the political landscape, all of a sudden leftists found strange new respect for George W. Bush, for Mitt Romney. They got an appreciation for separation of powers. They got appreciation for freedom of association. Again, I shouted, welcome to the cause. We could have used you as allies for eight years when the guy you anointed as the Obama Messiah was running roughshod over the Constitution by constantly usurping the separation of powers because, well, Congress isn't getting enough done. Well, sorry, Mr. President, it's called checks and balances. You were a constitutional law professor. Apparently, you didn't bring that education with you to the White House from uh, 09 to 17. So... Uh, There's more to come. Trump also uh, was living rent-free in the heads of certain sports figures, media types, Hollywood types. Oh, yeah. All over the place. It was Trump derangement syndrome to the hilt. We'll talk more about Trump in 2017, the year in review, right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast. And you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. 
Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't know the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Life is expensive. Having a second income now and through retirement will allow you to live life the way you want and avoid being married to your job. In just a few hours a week, you can learn the skills to profit from trading and investing by using our proven rules-based strategy at Online Trading Academy. We focus on low-risk, high-reward trades that mirror the tools Wall Street uses to make that second income so you never outlive your retirement dollars while providing you life's most precious asset, time. Let's get you on a path to financial freedom, allowing you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. At Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC, putting you first isn't just a slogan, it's their bread and butter. Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC has one of the top customer satisfaction ratings in the nation. Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC prices their vehicles, not their customer. So you get the very best value possible from Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC. Don't go west. Take the 10-minute drive from the 494-694 crossroads for great cars, great people, and a great experience every time. At HudsonChev.com, find new roads. Welcome back, Cam. Welcome to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to the broadcast. I'm closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, the final weekend of 2017. But going into 2018, hey, it's business as usual. You can hear my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Bandon Show, heard Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. Again, that's a.m. 1440. And it's also replayed on Sundays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, he is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, heard Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. right on these very airwaves, a.m. 1280, The Patriot. I am the closer, closing out on Sundays, 2 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate your support as uh, this March, We'll be celebrating 14 years as the Northern Alliance Radio Network on AM 1280, The Patriot. And uh, no signs of slowing down, still going strong. And uh, we appreciate your support, as always, because without you, the listeners, something like this couldn't keep going. And uh, we're always it's always great to see you at the various Patriot events. And I'm looking forward to many more fantastic Patriot events coming up in 2018. We had a couple of really good ones in 2017. Now, back in May, we had the Trump first 100 days get together with Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager come into town. And then we had an evening with Elder back in October. I mean, it literally was conceived of by one of our great sponsors, uh, uh, Scott Stevens, who uh, owns the uh, the Lucky Station, which is a becoming loyal sponsor. 
here at AM twelve eighty the Patriot. I guess he's a fan of Larry Elder, and he says, "Hey, any chance we get Larry Elder to uh, to Minneapolis?" Six weeks later, it was done. So kudos to all the folks who work so hard here at AM twelve eighty the Patriot, and, and well with Salem Media Group Twin Cities overall to make that happen. And those were two awesome events, both sold out. All the great listeners stopped by and said hello and got to chat with many of them, and it was such a, such a fun time. And I look forward to some more of those events coming up in twenty eighteen. Definitely stay tuned. To AM 1280 The Patriot and am1280thepatriot.com for what those events may entail. Uh, talking about the, the year in review 2017, uh, how Trump permeated so many different aspects of the American landscape. Talk about specifically the political landscape and kind of delved in a little bit to the media aspect of it. And that's another thing. The media was so overzealous to report things which put Trump in a bad light that they would often shoot themselves in the foot. You know, they would report on things like, well, for instance, like uh, Buzzfeed, they put out this, the, the initial of the dossier about uh, Trump uh, visiting Russia and some just, just uh, very seedy things that happened in a Russian hotel room. And Buzzfeed said, well, this isn't verified, but it's out there here. We'll release it. Your mileage may vary. You you see what you think, okay? Things like that. Or if there was a video of Trump, like I think there was when he when he was on his Asian trip, where he dumped a bunch of, a whole container of fish food in a in a uh, in a contain in the aquarium, and people were like how uncouth and how undignified was that? Where he took the whole thing and just dumped it in there. Well, what they didn't show you was whichever. Uh, Asian leader he was with at the time, I, I don't recall who it was, doesn't matter, he first dumped in his container of fish food, and then Trump followed suit. Okay, silly little things like that, but again, the media was so anxious to try to put forth something that embarrassed Trump that they just ended up stepping on the proverbial rake. And I would always say, you know, Trump puts out enough crazy stuff in his Twitter feed that all you got to do is just put it up there and say, submit it without comment, let, you know, you, you know, you interpret this how you like and go from there. But yet they're just they just engage in so much overkill that they just end up looking like bigger fools, which again, I have no sympathy for them. I've never had a lot of sympathy for the media. Okay, because they're just so blatantly biased and dishonest, the vast majority of them. There's some good ones out there, don't get me wrong. I like Jake Tapper, CNN a lot. He's a straight shooter. Uh certainly no Trump fan, but certainly no leftist stooge either. And in fact, just kind of a digression. Kudos to Jake Cooper or Jake Cooper, Jake Tapper, for going on Twitter last evening and requesting that Barack Obama weigh in about the uprising in Iran. You know, because it'd be interesting to hear Barack Obama's perspective. Because of course it was he where the Iran nuclear deal was uh, signed during his administration, and that's ended up being an unmitigated disaster. So good for kudos to Jake Tapper in that. Uh, Chris Wallace and Brett Baer, Fox News, I think are good. You know, straight shooters right down the middle, regardless of what their personal biases may be, which I don't know, and that's the point. I like hearing from guys where I can't glean their biases. A lot of these reporters, you can glean what their biases are. But with guys like Jake Tapper, CNN, Brett Baer, and Chris Wallace, Fox News, they're great. I, I think John Dickerson, uh, Face Nation, I think he's pretty good. I like him. So, you know, there's some good ones out there. So I don't want to use an entire broad brush, but... The fact of the matter is that the media and Trump have this adversarial relationship. 
And it stemmed from, obviously, Sean Spicer, when he was press secretary at the outset, had a very confrontational uh, attitude towards the media. Trump was always very hostile toward the media. He's been overusing the, tr- the phrase fake news a lot. Even when there's been some news where he's called fake news, it's been proven to have been legit. But that's just Trump's personality. I'm not a fan of it, but that's just who he is. If there's a story about him that's unflattering, regardless if it's true or not, he'll just label it as fake news. But there's also the story that came out about Rex Tillerson referring to President Trump as a moron. Apparently this stemmed from some meetings where Trump was maybe broaching the idea of increasing our nuclear capacity in light of the North Korea threat. And apparently Rex Tillerson, because of the president's line of questioning and his stream of consciousness, apparently later on referred to the president as a bleeping moron. And NBC reported this. And several reporters backed the story up. And the president said, you know what, this kind of fake news, blatant fake news that NBC is putting out, um, maybe the FCC or somebody should look at uh, revoking their license if they're going to be so dishonest about that. Now, I'll admit to you that someone in the executive branch of government looking to undermine a free press, a free media, that's a bit chilling. Now, again, he didn't actually propose legislation. It was just something that he threw out on Twitter. And as we find out on Twitter, Twitter Trump's mo- may, he's mainly full of bluster. And it oftentimes uses it to distract from other stories. He's kind of trolling the the, uh, the folks a little bit, particularly the media, with what he puts out there. Trump's your biggest high-profile troll, okay? And, you know, he never actually suggested legislation be put forth. But again, people were rightly outraged by this. But I would like to know some of these leftists who were outraged by this, and legitimately so. Where were they when the Barack Obama administration was hacking in to the emails and phone records of the Associated Press trying to learn of some sources of a certain news story? Or when they were monitoring Fox News reporter James Rosen on a story I believe it had to do with, I think it had to do with North Korea. I'm not 100% sure, but it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that they surveilled... James Rosen of Fox News. So these media types just went ahead and took that abuse from the Obama administration because, you know, they they deemed to, to, uh, to stoop to touch the hem of his garment, okay, because they held him in such high esteem. Okay, these were actually substantive actions that President Obama took. And President Obama, in after the Benghazi attacks, the attack on the American consulate in Benghazi, initially blamed a YouTube video and went to YouTube and said, you know, YouTube, uh, this video that this guy put out denigrating Muslims, uh, doesn't that violate your uh, standards? Maybe you ought to look into that a little bit more. Again, that's a little chilling when an executive, member of the executive branch does that. So if you're rightly outraged about what Trump has said, then where were you when Barack Obama was doing some of the same stuff, blatantly worse? And conservatives, same thing for you all. If you're going to just dismiss Trump's bluster as just say, wow, it's just bluster. Well, uh, okay, but Barack Obama, again, merely suggesting that YouTube follow its terms of service, that it isn't necessarily government infringement or government interference, but it, 
I would say it's an apples-to-apples comparison. And then, of course, uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Same thing. I mean, these people would suck their thumbs. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we still want to celebrate a free press. And, you know, Trump's just a big meanie. And we don't want him here. You know, whereas they were more than willing to welcome Obama, even though he hacked into the emails of some of their colleagues. Okay, they were willing to debase themselves to Obama, even though that he, his administration did the things they did. But because Trump's a big meanie, oh, well, the president's mean, we can't have that. And it turns out the president launched a preemptive strike anyway. He says, eh, pass, not interested. Thanks, but no thanks. And by the way, speaking of the White House Correspondents' Dinner, it was a White House Correspondents' Dinner back in 2011 where you could argue that's where the idea of a Trump presidency really gained momentum because both uh, uh, comedian Seth Meyers and President Obama himself were taking shots at Donald Trump and this idea that he would run for president. And Trump just stared straight ahead and no reaction. Because Trump is the least self-deprecating person out there from what I can gather. And it, his ego was so massive. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that that ribbing that Seth Meyers laid on him. Because the big joke that Mr. Meyers out there, he says, you know, there's rumors that Donald Trump is thinking of running for president as a Republican. Which is interesting because I thought he was going to be running as a joke. And... Apparently, that just set Trump off, and yeah, then the idea was manifest, and sure enough, ends up running for president and trolled us all. (laughs) So anyways, again, digression there. So Trump's adversarial relationship with the media, definitely a big story of the Trump presidency in 2017, which is what we're talking about here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network, looking back at the year 2017, the year that was the first year of the Trump presidency, one that we won't soon forget. That is for certain. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text comments or questions. 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag N-A-R-N. One final segment talking about Trump in 2017 on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hello? (laughs) Hey, it's me, your cell phone? Yeah, look, we gotta talk about something. I'm always happy to assist you with pretty much everything you need, but look, using me to take your corporate headshot, that's where I draw the line. No filter can compare to Janet Noonan Photography for corporate headshots that capture you in your best light. She's seasoned, sought after by top executives, and seriously fun to be around. Jana, N-O-O-N-A-N, photography.com. Goodbye, selfies. Hello, headshots. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. 
I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss, but wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95. Plus, you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend. And at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom and attend our live two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Sheraton Bloomington, January 26th and 27th, only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE, that's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com, that's Tradeway.com. Welcome back, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Have you been around? Final segment. Have you done your share of coming down? 2017, the year in Trump. Talking about all things Trump, how he's affected the political landscape, his adversarial relationship with the media, and how he's inserted himself in the... Uh, intersection that is uh, sports and pop culture and social issues of course the big story in the nfl this past year was uh many nfl players deciding to take a knee during the national anthem now this was started in 2016 obviously before trump was even president when colin kaepernick uh, took a knee to uh, protest what he thought was injustices toward uh, minorities in the United States, as well as uh, police brutality. And it's carried over into 2017, where many players still were protesting some of those same issues, but also it was brought even more to the forefront because they thought that this country would be turned into uh, another racist haven because of the uh, uh, Donald Trump presidency. And Donald Trump, at some point during the NFL season, decided to weigh in on this. I guess he was uh, giving a speech, and he says, you know, wouldn't you love it if uh, some of these NFL owners told that SOB, you know, he's just referring to any general NFL player who knelt, told the SOB to get off the field, you're fired if when they kneel and disrespect our flag. And, you know, I, to me that was a very—I didn't approve of President Trump taking that tact. I, in principle, wish players did not kneel— during the national anthem, and if the owners of these teams want to put a, a rule in place saying you will at least stand during the national anthem, you don't have to put your hand on your heart, you don't have to sing along with the Star Spangled Banner lyrics, but at least stand, that's what I wanted to see. I'd prefer they not do that because it's just a small infinitesimal part of game day and the week that there's no reason to stoke that kind of division, especially when there are a lot of NFL fans who are very patriotic and don't like to see that. But 
I'm perfectly okay with them doing so. I just I call I, I think it's just kind of strange. It's like okay, you're you're kneeling during a the national anthem, which is singing about the flag, the flag that represents this country, the flag the country that allows you to have these particular these particular freedoms. Don't you don't you at least want to honor it during that point and then maybe use your time away from the field, you know, to advocate for these programs to advocate for these issues. But again, I, I didn't lose sleep over and find it. I didn't find it as big as outrage as some of my fellow conservatives did. And I thought it was a strange hill to die on because it's like, well, a lot of you people support teams who look the other way when players engage in criminal activity, but you're willing to die on this hill of players kneeling during the national anthem. I, I, I don't know. I question your moral code there, but the following Sunday, more players than ever knelt during the national anthem after President Trump made his comments. And I understood why they do it, did it. And I and I actually approved of why they did it. Because I'm not a fan. I don't care what your party affiliation is. I'm not a fan of an exec, someone in the executive branch of government telling me what I can say or what I cannot say or how I can express myself or how I should not express myself. Not a fan of that. So President Trump's remarks about Players should be fired for kneeling during the national anthem. Unnecessarily divisive. And you put these players in a difficult spot because if they stand, they say, oh, okay, I guess you're not as big of advocates for your cause as you say you are because one one word from the president of the United States and all of a sudden you conform and you don't kneel during the national anthem. But then if they continue to kneel during the national anthem, it continues to anger the fan base that doesn't approve of that. And there has been some very vocal individuals within the NFL fan base that has shouted their disapproval. Excuse me. So I, I understand why the players did what they did, and, and, and I approved of it. And, it. and it's an unnecessarily divisive thing for the president to get involved the way he did. And, of course, you know you're in peak 2017 when the highest-profile troll on Twitter, President Trump, gets into it with another high-profile on troll on Twitter, LeVar Ball. Remember when uh, three UCLA basketball players got busted in China for shoplifting? One of those basketball players was Leangelo Ball, uh, LeVar Ball's middle son. LeVar Ball has three sons. Of course, his oldest, Lonzo, plays for the Lakers. Leangelo was a, uh, I believe he was a freshman at UCLA. And when you're in China and you get busted for shoplifting, uh, they don't have to let you off with a slap of the wrist. In fact, they're more inclined to say to not let you off with a slap on the wrist. Well, President Trump apparently made some phone calls and tried to exercise diplomacy and good relations to get these guys released and then used his pulpit, his bully pulpit on Twitter to say, you know what, I didn't even get a thank you from you guys. I should have just left you in jail, which was ridiculous of the president to say. Well, then, of course, he and LeVar Ball went back and forth on Twitter, and LeVar Ball even came up with a cartoon where he slam dunks on the president, and the president, while he's while he's standing over the president, the president's laying on his back on the basketball court after being slam dunked on, takes to Twitter to rip LeVar Ball. So it was kind of creative. Um, I would, I think uh, Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, said it best. It'd be nice if the press not cover either of them in those particular circumstances. I, I concur with Steve Kerr on that one. But again, that just shows you how Trump's permeated the sports landscape. The Hollywood landscape, I mean, these Hollywood leftists, they're always big keyboard commandos, you know, saying things about President Trump from their palatial estate behind their armed, their their uh, iron gates and their armed bodyguards. 
Okay. And then Kathy Griffin basically ended her career by doing a mock beheading of President Trump. That went too far. Even some of Trump's biggest detractors like Alyssa Milano and Kathy Griffin are saying, eh, that's a bridge too far, Kathy. Sorry. Even Al Franken. Al Franken canceled a fundraiser that he was going to co-host with Kathy Griffin after that. So these Hollywood leftists have even gone off the rails. Some of the vile things that they'll say on Twitter. Uh, what's that guy's name that was on the, uh, the one of the stars of Son of An- Anarchy? Uh, Ron something. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. One of the most vile uh, follows on Twitter some of the things that he says about the current administration. Uh, it, it's just it's it's been crazy town, crazy town. And Jimmy Fallon got ripped by some of his by some of his fans because during the 2016 campaign, he he says, "Hey Donald, you know you got this reputation for having this head of hair. Can I mess up your hair? You're just having fun with it. Can I mess up your hair?" And Trump said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And he did. It's like, "Oh, you normalized Donald Trump. You made him look like a human being, and now look what happens. He's the president." You know, Jimmy Fallon gets raked over the coals. Stephen Colbert hosting some award show where he brought out the actual Sean Spicer on the rolling podium, you know, because that's Melissa McCarthy's bit when she plays Sean Spicer on the rolling podium. Brought out Sean Spicer to poke fun at himself. And Colbert gets raked over the coals for normalizing this evil administration. So uh, I guess to say, to end 2017, the Trump detractors, calm down. You've lost your minds. A president, regardless of who the president is, does not affect your life that much. Calm down. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Folks, I've had a blast in 2017. Look forward to joining you again in 2018. Thanks, as always, for your support. Godspeed, my friends. Talk to you next year. To the world. Closing time. Turn all of- we all know Minnesota is a great state to live and work in. But what if we're falling behind? At Americans for Prosperity Foundation, we're sharing lessons and reforms from around the country. From tax reform to school funding to corporate welfare that will put Minnesota back on track and ensure everyone gets their chance at the American dream. Check out DoBetterMinnesota.com. Americans for Prosperity Foundation, on at a new time, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Pain relief is elusive. Pain relief is mysterious. Pain relief can be hit or miss. I want you to get all the pain relief benefits that you deserve without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. Introducing Relief Factor. What a wonderful, wonderful pain relief product made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients, giving your body the help it needs to aid recurring aches and pains. You got aches and pains from a good workout at the gym? Good for you. Now we got to get rid of that pain. You have lower back pain? Have you reached a certain age and you're running out of because of your legs or your hips, let me introduce you to Relief Factor with their three-week quick start. This is a natural way of dealing with the aches and pains of life. And I know that it works as I tried it, and after two and a half weeks, my lower back pain was gone. Go to relieffactor.com and take the three-week quick start, which is just $19.95. That's 95 cents a day. relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you. 800-500-8384. For Relief Factor. Blue Ox Heating and Air is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. To show their appreciation, Blue Ox is offering all seniors 20% off their furnace and air conditioning services every Wednesday. If you're a senior, you deserve it. Take advantage of Blue Ox's 20% off senior discount each Wednesday. Let Blue Ox improve the comfort in your home. 7634 Blue Ox and GoBlueOx.com. Blue Ox Heating and Air. 
Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Are you self-motivated and creative? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Do you believe in the importance of small business? Oh, yeah. Then call us. We're looking to add an additional account executive here at Salem Media Twin Cities, and you may be perfect for our team. If you're outgoing and enjoy helping local businesses reach their potential, call today at 651-289-4418. That's 651-289-4418. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, good day. Welcome to our show. Hey, good day to you too, Hoser. Hey, what is the best thing about winter in Minnesota? <laughs> I know, my Arctic spy. It's the best way to celebrate winter when it comes to the darn cold, eh? Yeah, and super energy efficient too. Yeah, you can get yours at Premier Pool and Chanhassen today online at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take the fun seriously, even here in the cold, frozen tundra of Minnesota. PremierPools.com, eh? Yeah, take off, eh? Take off, eh? This is AM1280, The Patriot, W. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.